This is Cole. Learn how to tell stories in logic. My God. <laughs> You're so, this is so hard. And this is Ron. Yes. I hate your guts. Oh, that's a lie. That's a lie right there. Oh, desperation is a stinky cologne. We are the creative team. Oh, my God. I quit. Well, it's the big hole. Did you really just book that? <laughs> Michael Jordan and The Undertaker. Uh, in your face. One of them has 30 years, and the other one is just Michael Jordan. Woo! Welcome back to another exciting episode of... Oh! The Creative Team. So, we're going to keep the angle going of Big Show throwing Austin through the cage. But the next night, because you're right. He debuted with a big old dumb screw-up. So the next night, this man is going to get on that microphone and berate Big Show in front of the whole world. And he's going to tell him, you may have a contract here, but as far as the corporation's concerned, you're fired. So he fires Big Show to open Raw. And then we cut to commercial and come back, and Big Show is just lost and unsure of what to do. He's wandering around in the locker room. And he's approached by none other than the Godfather. Now, the Godfather tells him, since the two of them are big, and you can't spell show without ho, it's only fitting that show train is born. And we have a tag team, a brand new tag team called the Show Train. And the Show Train goes on a tear and wins the tag titles at WrestleMania 50 against Kai and Tai. And it's a barn burner. It's a barn burner for the ages. Show train, running wild, taking Dick to go, taking Taka, taking Funaki, just destroying them. The hoes are cheering and dancing. Show's having a great time. It's a blast. So, after a long night of showing and hoeing, Show Train defends the tag titles the next night against Kai and Tai in a rematch. As Godfather was gesturing for a hot tag, Show was distracted. He's distracted by one of the hoes at ringside dancing and pouring him champagne. That allows Kai and Tai to roll up the Godfather for a quick one. And Show Train, already in one night, loses the tag team titles. Another screw up from the big show. Now, Cole, I see you grinning. Do you have any questions so far? Uh, so I'm after double. the match, <laughs> Show is apologizing and assuring Godfather it was an accident. Godfather, with forgiveness in his eyes, opens his arm to embrace the guilt-ridden giant only to slap him across the face as hard as he could and proceeds to drag him by the arm up the ramp with a sad look in Big Show's eyes like a child who just acted up in public. And we cut to commercial. We're, we're trying to get the Big Show over, Ron. We're trying to get him sympathy. So far, it's working. Okay. I mean, I see the tears ro rolling down your eyes. I could see that. <laughs> so next week, we're backstage. And shows in the middle of another apology, swears up and down that he's changed and his eyes are on the prize now. Godfather, with a finger pointed at a cowering show's face, says, If you really sorry, you do what I say when I say it. And we're going to start with a little wardrobe change. He throws Big Show a bag. Show looks in the bag and looks up and asks, Are you serious? Without hesitation, Godfather slaps the Big Show again. And asks, what do you think? We zoom into Show's face with a single tear rolling down his cheek and we fade to commercial. Now, Cole, <laughs> I know you're invested at this point. I know you're not changing the channel. There's a Monday Night War going on. I know you're not going to WCW because we got to see what's happening with the Giant. 
What do you think is going to happen from here? Um, when we're back from commercial, God makes his, <laughs> Godfather makes his way to the entrance ramp for Show Train's upcoming tag team title match to a barrage <laughs> of boos from the audience for his signature stalling of bringing out his hose. Godfather plays to the crowd and points to the curtain, triggering an enormous roar from the crowd. The excitement slowly starts to diminish with laughter and mild discomfort as we don't see your average crowd-pleasing hoe train, but we see a giant, embarrassed, and uncomfortable big show with a very tight, hot pink dress on and a blonde wig that's too small for his head, walking slowly <laughs> to the ring with a proud, satisfied godfather at his command. I can see that you're just boiling with questions. Yes, Ron. <laughs> I am. <laughs> the Big Show uh. stands in the corner with a defeated look on his face while the Godfather addresses the audience that is dawning of a new era for the Show Train. He explains <laughs> that the team Show Train is dead and it is proven that the Godfather is only successful when it's just him and his hose. And he vows to make his way back to the tag team champions under his direction only and rebands Big Show as the big hoe. <laughs> big hoe. Okay. I can see that. <laughs> God damn it, Ron. The first match they have under this new direction is too cool. Godfather acts like he's going to start the match, but then quickly tags in Big Sh Sorry, the Big Ho, uh -huh. who slowly gets in the ring to a soundtrack of laughter from the audience, and he looks over to Scotty Tuhati, who is shaking with laughter and pointing at the embarrassed giant. Ho slowly transitioned from embarrassment to boiling anger, and single-handedly destroys both members of Too Cool and stacks them for the win. The Godfather wasn't even involved in the match. For weeks, the Godfather and his giant hoe have demolished the tag team scene. In the very same fashion, Godfather never enters the match and Show destroys every human in sight who laughs at him. But still follows the orders of the Godfather. The Godfather seems untouchable. It is undeniable that the Godfather and Big Ho are the number one contenders for Kai and Tai's tag team championships at SummerSlam. And the match is no different. Ho completely destroys Kai and Tai, only for Godfather to hit a blind tag by slapping his Ho across the face, saying he should score the championship win. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> Godfather slowly and confidently approaches his opponent for the easy three count. And a possum playing Funaki scores at a desperate roll-up to retain the titles out of nowhere. Oh, the crowd God. cheers and the Godfather is shocked. Oh. After the match, the Godfather is in the face of a disappointed giant, like it was his fault for the loss, and slaps him once more. The big hoe's eyes fill with, with tears, and the Godfather starts to laugh and point. Ho looks at the crowd and looks back at the laughing Godfather. It was at this moment... That big show snaps from ho to show and completely destroys the Godfather to an eruption from the crowd. 
Sho gets on the mic and claims that the Godfather needed him this whole time and that he don't need no man and casually removes his high heels and earrings and walks out of the arena <laughs> to a symphony of you deserve it chance. <sighs> Boom. The big show is made as a sympathetic baby face who came out of his shell with confidence <laughs> and joy and independence. Here's the, but here's the thing, though. What the fuck did Taker do? The same old shit. Occasionally stepping <laughs> oh, through no. fire. Everything. Oh, look, I'm going to raise the lights, and then I'm going to lower the lights. Taker. And look, oh, I what just, did Taker do? I just, okay. put this, I just put this guy between my knees. Let me go in and put on my bus face. Okay, you know nothing, sack of shit. Yeah. Undertaker, Undertaker became more important than the title at one point. There was a point in time where Undertaker's streak was the most important title in the history of the company. It made every belt look obsolete. Undertaker, what did he contribute? Thirty years of greatness, brother. Being a character. These fucking little assholes can't get over being themselves, so Undertaker's gotta be a zombie for 30 years and draw some real money. Don't then, you fucking tell me what Undertaker didn't contribute. The Undertaker true... walked out and raised the lights, threw lightning bolts, made a clone of himself, and got him over when he was a fucking dentist. 30 years, brother, undefeated at WrestleMania. Had the shirts. best match in his he 50s wore with everybody. Destroyed the competition and, and was the only good cinematic pants. match and ever. What did he do? He took the, the cinematic the matches with piles of shit. Who the made the best one? The fucking John Wayne of wrestling, brother, brother, brother. The Undertaker. Oh, the American <laughs> badass. The dead man. The fucking Undertaker, brother. He's the Chuck Norris of wrestling. You're a pile of shit. Why don't you go be a commissioner at Fuck You Island and I will be the most correct person in wrestling. The Undertaker. I'm just going to see how long I can talk without having to break. I'm just going to keep saying words until you stop. Instead of because you're a piece away, of shit like you just took the lord's name in vain the lord of darkness he's a fucking brother of destruction he's won the title he made sid Mohawk look like a million bucks at a wrestlemania and whooped that ass and i'm just like a whooping your ass i'm dragging you through the, the dirt thing oh the my god chick's name tattooed on you only to get removed and then come back Put your shit in the middle of the ring only to fucking unretire and then take a blood money check only to get your head dropped down by another fucking hack. That's the undertaker to me, pal. Rest hey, in peace. I'm just saying, there's two last there's two documentaries, The Last Ride and the oh, and the wow. Last Dance. Michael Jordan the and The Undertaker. Who else who else has that shit? Fucking Michael Jordan, Space Jam, and you got The Undertaker, Superman Commando. That's right. Two blockbuster movies, two blockbuster performers, except one of them has 30 years, and the other one is just fucking Michael Jordan. That's what I'm saying right there. One guy's got a pair of shoes, one guy's got a pair of boots. Son of a bitch. It was simply his demons that did. Unlike The Undertaker, he's like, let me take a picture in a pool with a tiger. Because I'm a big dead <laughs> MMA biker cowboy dog. This is my yard, but I ride the bike. I think right off the bat, he's a man. It definitely has to make this list. I think it should be number one. I wouldn't go that far, but it definitely needs to make the list. And uh, I, 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 you agreed with me very much about demolition. Um, and, and so I, I, I mean, if we're going by the rules list. of the show. We haven't matched on anything, but we matched on my official list and your honorable mentions. So per the rules, <laughs> that should be number one. 
Are you going to be one one to go back on the rules, Cole? Uh, I mean... <laughs> well, it's your show. Oh, okay, good. Then I'll just pick 10 and we'll do a read-off. So, and not debate this anymore. Uh, well, you're cheating the fans at home. Uh, well, he's a man made the list. I think that's a good start. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, the good start is number one. <laughs> then we talk about two. <laughs> Just do it. Nobody's looking. <sighs> Nobody's looking. <laughs> They're all listening, but nobody's looking. <laughs> oh, he's a man. Okay. So that's on the list. Uh the I'll top. make an order as we go. Yeah, yeah I'll yeah. make an order. Yeah, yeah. We start with one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so the the demolition. <laughs> Folks at home, Cole is You're shaking so proud the laughter. Of I'm not proud of myself. I haven't done the deed yet. <laughs> I haven't gotten you to write one next to he's a man. Be oh. a man. Be a man and write one next to William Regal. <laughs> I can't do it. The integrity of this list is in your hands, Cole. How am I gonna? I can't make an honest list and say he's a man. Is the creative team's greatest interest theme? The fuck does honesty got to do with this list? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, let's 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 pick ten and we'll see where it ends up. So the demolition. <laughs> okay, that's going on the list. Oh, oh, Mr. Perfect. Are we good, with Mr. Perfect? I don't know. Are, are we on? Are we on? Are we on number three now? Sure. Okay. So one, he's a man. Two, demolition. Three, Mr. Perfect. What's number four? <laughs> oh. Um, I'm partial to dude love. <laughs> uh, well, sure. I had a McFoley one. Let's put dude love on the list. Sweet. That, that'll make the final 10 somewhere. Uh, I, I, I'm partial to Bret Hart. I like Bret Hart, but just look at me. <sighs> I can't look at you right now. I'm a, I can't. No, no, no. Like, no we no, got a show no, to do. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's my pick. Just look at me. How about Doink's heel theme? I like that. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I mean, uh, I, but if we're going with screaming kids, we're going to have to kick off licking kids. Oh, that's fine. The Bushwhackers don't need to make the list. Uh, how about Christian? We both love that. Ooh, two lists for Christian. I don't know. Okay, fuck Christian. How yeah. about Rick Rude? <laughs> we'll, we'll split the, the difference of the uh, saxophone solo. Split the difference. You mean we're gonna we're gonna put Val Venus in there too? No, just we both had a sax song. My mine was six, yours was eight. We'll just go with six. Okay, I like Rick Rude. Okay, I mean he's one of the two that I actually like as a human. Okay, six. Uh, oh god damn it! This is the worst list ever. How about Undertaker? Because god damn it, it's the Undertaker's music. Didn't make any of our lists. Uh, well, I mean, what are you doing to this episode, Cole? You're fisting Try. this episode. You're you're trying to make this shit about facts. This is entertainment, pal. <laughs> oh, you pick from oh. the list that we have. Uh, 
I could go New Age Outlaws with your honorable mention. That would be cool. Fuck the honorable mentions. We have 20 <laughs> to pick from. <laughs> oh, I can see you're not going to be helpful here. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm being helpful. We have 20 to pick from. They're theme songs. It has nothing to do with talent or the mark that the individual okay, okay. made. Okay, if I have to pick any of your other things, that uh, how about Right to Censor? Your yeah, number one. fuck yeah, my number one. Yeah. Shoe in. We'll we'll go with that. Yes, and sexual chocolate. Uh, how about Big Boss Man? Yeah, I like that. Okay, Big Boss Man. How about Flair? Yeah. How about Savage? Yeah. Uh, American Dream. How many more do we have left? We have two slots left. Oh, we got to split it. So you're going to have to settle for one of mine, and then you can have whatever one of yours. Uh, I could totally go for Just Look At Me, if I'm being honest, on I'm your list. I'm so fucking happy about that. <laughs> one final push for Sebastian Booger. One, <laughs> two, Okay, we have nine. Uh, okay, so Savage Flair or Dusty Rhodes? Oh, Savage Flair or the American Dream? Well, I mean, Rick's still here. Yeah, Rick Flair about to have his last match ever. Yeah, sh- sure. Yeah, sure. He won't do this again in two years. I saw four farewell <laughs> farewell kiss tours. Yeah, all <laughs> several years apart, probably. Yeah, the first one was twenty years ago. So Flair, because he's he's still alive. I don't know. That was just a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Savage. There we Sweet. go. Sweet. Sounds like we have a list and an order. Number one. No, we gotta do ten first. We just did ten. Yeah, yeah. Well, I gotta I gotta write them in order, and then we do thing. No, I mean, we we just know. did that in order. Remember, Real Man's Man was number one. Then then uh, it was Demolition. Then Mr. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, no, we didn't do that in order. We just picked yeah, that, that was the total order. All right, well, yeah, yeah, sure for is. your host, Cole Dawson, I am... <laughs> God damn it, Ronald. Folks at home, you guys know what the order is. Yes, whatever whatever yeah. we're about to say is a lie. All right, the list is compiled. It is completed. All the votes have been counted. So, Ronald, the official... What is the name of our show? You, you've got me just all out of sorts here today. The Creative Team. Top 10 theme songs of all time. Whatever Cole's about to say is a total farce, but I'm going to rattle off the numbers now. Number 10. The Right to Censor. 9. Just Look at Me. 8. Dude Love. Number 7. Ravishing Rick Rude. 6. The Demolition. 5. The Big Boss Man. Four. Brett, the Hitman Heart. Three. Macho Man Randy Savage. Two. Mr. Perfect. And number one. He's a man. Such a man. Oh, you have made me and the entire wrestling universe happy, Cole. You should give yourself a round of applause. You know, I'll do it for you. Sorry, that was what I meant to do if you didn't do it. Fantastic. So, for me, um, I kind of want to keep everything the same until WrestleMania 9. 
because I feel like it was a good start. I was all about Doink and Crush. I think Crush is a good first opponent, um, and, and I don't think... I, Doink obviously isn't the kind of guy that you could just smash over and make them a top guy overnight. So there has to be a little bit of an organic build, I feel like. So for me, after I'm going to pick it up just after WrestleMania 9. So he gets the win over Crush. Um, and I'm going to keep Doink strong on TV, have him beating people. And of course, I'm going with Matt Bourne, and I'm not firing him for anything because I don't care about him doing drugs as long as he shows up and he can work. It might help. Um, but <laughs> one of the things that I did find in my research is that very shortly after WrestleMania is when the one, two, three kid made his debut. And, and so I thought nothing better than Doink's first feud after WrestleMania than for him to start pranking the little kid in the one, two, three kid messing with the 17 year old, making him look silly picking on him and so i've got him going in in you know messing with one two three kid costing him matches and whatnot until one razor ramon decides to get involved and stick up for the one two three kid because he's come to respect this little spunky guy that beat him and uh so on the so this is all leading up to SummerSlam. on the raws it the weeks before SummerSlam, doink has finally has a match with one, two, three kid razor sticks up for him and says, Hey, next week you're going to wrestle kid. And so doink pulls off a little doink magic. Again, the second doink appears, distracts razor Ramon distracts the ref. So doink can slip over one, two, three kid in some kind of dastardly form or fashion. And then, um, that's going to lead to a match at SummerSlam. One, two, three, kid, and Razor Ramon versus Doink and Doink. And so both Doinks are going to be wrestling one, two, three, kid, and Razor Ramon at SummerSlam. And it's going to be a fun match. It's going to be great. Uh, but with the stipulation that if they win, if Razor and one, two, three, kid win, we get to unmask and wash the faces of the Doinks and see who they are. So we go to SummerSlam. We do the thing. They get the win. So they take the mask off the first doink, throw a bucket of water in their face. It's Skinner. The guy oh. we all know. It's Skinner. Steve Kern is one of the doinks. So they take off the hood for the second doink, wash his face off, and it's the Brooklyn Brawler, Steve Lombardi. Amazing. And then on the screen pops up the real doink, the clown, and he cuts a promo talking about like, oh, I guess I had one more prank in my hands. You guys thought I was going to come down there and let you take my my face off that's not gonna happen those aren't the real doink the clown i'm doink the clown i outsmarted you guys you know you big dumb razor and you stupid kid and, and uh then razor is going to challenge doink to a one-on-one -on -one match <clears throat> and we're going to oh first another rematch with one two three kid doink goes over one two three kid you know always cheating always using pranks banana peels, buckets, all this stuff. Doink is going over, but never clean. Like, he's always finding a way to trip somebody up or get the ref distracted using dirty, underhanded tricks. So he beats one, two, three kid, and then Razor challenges to him to a match. And Jerry Lawler is going to come to the aid of Doink the Clown and help him win. 
And we come to find out that Jerry Lawler is helping Doink because Doink is going to help Jerry Lawler in his feud with Brett the Hitman Hart. So now we've got Lawler and Doink sort of working together to help each other in their singular feuds. But this is going to lead up to a big match at Survivor Series where we've got Doink the Clown, Jerry the King Lawler, Shawn Michaels, and Diesel taking on Bret Hart, Owen Hart, Razor Ramon, and the 1-2-3 Kid. And this match is going to go down like this. Diesel gets eliminated when Shawn Michaels accidentally super kicks Diesel in the face. And then Shawn is just going to leave and get counted out because now he's upset that he screwed up and he doesn't want to get his ass kicked by Bret Hart. So he's just going to leave. <clears throat> then Lawler's going to come in from behind, take out 1-2-3 Kid, hit a pile driver, pin him. Um, and then Razor comes in, cleans house, tags in Brett. Brett and Razor take turns just bouncing Lawler all over the ring. <clears throat> and then uh, he's going to tap out to the sharpshooter. So it's three on one. Doink versus Brett Hart, Razor Ramon, and Owen Hart. Doink once again is going to outsmart Razor Ramon and get some kind of a quick pin out of nowhere. And so it's Doink versus Brett Hart and Owen Hart. At some point, the ref is going to get distracted. Doink hits the powder to the face on Brett. And then Owen tags himself in, blind tag, comes in, throws a drop kick, gets Doink out of the way, goes to help Brett. And Brett's blinded, so he wallops Owen right in the face. Just punch, clean punch right to the face. He stumbles back into a schoolboy, one, two, three. And then Owen gets up, pissed off. He hits the enziguri on Brett, leaves him laying. Doink the Clown goes up, hits the whoopee cushion, one, two, three on Brett Hart in the middle of the ring. Doink beats Razor, Owen, and Brett the Hitman Hart in the same match on the same night. And now we've vaulted him to the next thing. Plus, <clears throat> Razor's distracted by Shawn Michaels after this, so he goes off to the side. Brett and Owen have their own thing. They're trying to reconcile. They're trying to fix things. So they're not focusing on Doink, on Doink the Clown. So Doink can go off on his own. He doesn't have to keep in these feuds. So we can keep him strong. He can wrestle guys like Mr. Perfect, Marty Jannetty, get some wins, have some really good matches on his way to the Royal Rumble. And so uh, Doink's going to be in there somewhere in the middle of the pack, 15, 16, 17. And then about number 20, Brett's going to come in. Brett and Brett cleans house. Him and Doink are going at it. They're fighting all over. Doink's trying to get away. Brett's not letting him. And then the next entrant is Owen. And Owen comes down. Doink's got or Brett's got Doink in the sharpshooter at this point. Owen comes down, breaks up the sharpshooter. They start fighting. Luger is the next guy in. Everyone's brawling. There's a few more guys, so it starts getting bogged down in the ring. And, <sighs> sorry, let me go back a little bit. So, Owen and Brett are going at it. Doink, Doink helps Owen. They're putting the boots to Brett. Luger comes in, cleans out, bumps Owen all over. Then he hits the running elbow on Doink, and Doink goes flying out of the ring. Just flying out of the ring. And then the match continues. 
And we still have the same finish. Brett and Luger go over the top at the same time. Right? So we're not going to change history too much here. No. Because a lot of these things are very important. Brett and Owen's feud is important. And I really, so I want to keep that. Sean, obviously, we can't have Sean and Razor not do the ladder match at WrestleMania 10. So we're not going to change that too much. So we have the same finish, Brett and Luger. We go off the air not knowing what happens. Next night on Raw, we're having an in-ring discussion. We're trying to figure out who won. Doink comes on and shows the video of that he didn't fly over the top rope. He threw he flew through the ropes and then left ringside to prank everybody. Brett and Luger went over the top rope at the same time. So they both were eliminated. Doink was never properly eliminated and deserves to be the winner of this Royal Rumble. Ooh. However, WWE decide WWF, who is it? President Tunney. Well, he was still Jack Tunney at this yeah. point, was it not? He decides that since Doink left ringside, he forfeited his chance. But since he wasn't eliminated in, in a couple weeks on Monday Night Raw, Doink was going to get a title shot against Yokozuna. And Brett and Lex Luger are going to have a singles match to decide who gets the main event at WrestleMania. So instead of having the two matches, um, you know, Brett and Owen's going to be great whenever it happens, so we're going to push it down the road just a hair. Just a hair. But Brett beats Lex Luger, so he's the number one contender. And Doink gets his title match. So, during the match, we have the appearance of the two Doinks again. The extra Doinks start coming down to the ring. And Luger and Brett go down to to beat up the Doinks because they don't want this to happen. And, you know, even though Brett and Luger just had a bad, you know, a match, they're still both good guys. They're still both respectful. So the referee goes to break up the wild brawl that's out there. Corny gets in the ring. Jim Cornette with the racket goes to hit Doink the Clown. Doink moves. He hits Yoko. Doink cream pies Corny, throws him out of the ring. (laughs) Motherfucker! (laughs) And Doink the Clown pins Yokozuna one, two, three, oh, to become the WWF gosh. champion to go on to WrestleMania 10 to wrestle Brett the Hitman Hart. And since Doink is the champion, he starts cutting promos about how he's going to turn WrestleMania 10 into, the, into a, an insane circus, a demented circus. And everything's going to be about him. And we're going to have, <clears throat> we're going to have clowns, and uh, we're going to have a, a circus tent set, and we're going to have all kinds of deranged music and calliope music, and we're going to have anim- circus animals, and everything's going to be just a little bit deranged and off. And Doink versus Bret Hart is your main event at WrestleMania 10 in, the, in Doink's insane circus. And I don't care what happens. Of course, Brett's winning and moving on to feud with Owen Hart for the title after that. But we're going to get that one run of Matt Bourne. At the Garden. At the Garden. (laughs) At WrestleMania 10. Oh, man. Burt Reynolds and everything. 
He, get, he gets chased by a beard. Reynolds with the red nose in a... Yeah, get, getting hit on by a by a bearded lady. <laughs> by Yerple. Yes. yes. No, bearded lady who totally wins. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Man. You can't get more 1994 than that. I'm sorry. I love Correct. it. Correct. Oh. And so is that how is that how your your angle's ed- ending? Yeah, pretty much. He After went on that, a whole think... adventure. Like Yes. Yes, that's amazing. Yes. He went on a tear. Like he was beating guys and then he actually main evented WrestleMania. Yes. <laughs> you gave yes. him a you gave him a much <laughs> bigger push than I did. Uh <laughs> but I'm all for it cuz like now I'm like now I'm like going back with a bit of hindsight. I'm like, man, that is a little bit better than like that convoluted WrestleMania angle. You know, right. oh, we're going to wrestle, but then they're going to wrestle, and then, oh, the, yeah. then we're going to wrestle again. <laughs> I just made it more convoluted by having a three, three-way three tie for the winner of the Rumble, yeah. and they had to just fix it on the fly. With a clown. <laughs> With <laughs> Doink the Clown. Oh, gosh. I love it. Like, the absurdity of the character getting that kind of a push is, like, is why I love it so much. Oh yeah, and and I mean, and after WrestleMania, it's kind of downhill from there. He's all. I think we can turn him into a babyface and get something similar after that. I mean, but I just I love the idea. I think it would have got over big, and I think Brett winning. The only way that it could have backfired is if if is if Matt Bourne Doink just got so over that the fans kind of turned on Brett a little bit. Oh but, my gosh. But I think if I think if we have him picking on one, two, three kid all year and him just every match he wins is cheap and with the refs back turned and just like I think he'd even get heat for beating Yoko. Like <laughs> Oh for sure. The clown beat Yoko? Yeah. No! Oh, I'm excited, I gotta tell you. And, yeah. and he cream pied Jim Cornette. That's Absolutely. The most uh, and, and I bet he loved it too. He's used to taking pies in the face. Uh, yeah, I, I, that makes it even more excited because we definitely got to find a way to combine our two uh, angles together. Because what you did, you gave him a full like year of a run. I went with an angle of all angles that could last a year, and I think I'm going to make it last a year. So we'll see how it goes. But you know, I love this era of wrestling because it made the most sense. Because everything was like enhancement matches. You know, you you. If you have a character that you want to get over, he just beats everybody. Literally. Like, you know, just go out there and have, like, minutes matches and just beat everyone, assert their dominance, have a skit here and there, and build something between two people that are having the equal type of push to make it interesting. And that's Then exa- I beat everybody! Absolutely. And he's honking noses and creaming pies up and down the roster. And, uh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, we have a match going on in the ring and it's Undertaker versus an enhancement talent, of course, because that's what you do on uh, Superstars or Monday Night Raw or whatever. There's always the Undertaker match where he's going to tombstone somebody and put them in a body bag or whatnot. And all of a sudden, we got Dwight the Clown coming out during Undertaker's match on a scooter, just kind of riding around the ring, just trying to you know, get the attention of the audience, get the attention of the uh, performers in the ring. It's not working. Undertaker's stoic. He may have given him a look here and there, but he's definitely agitating Paul Bear. Paul Bear's just holding his urn close, like, whoa, what the hell is this? Uh, and then he just kind of leaves, and Undertaker wins the match. And, like, you know, and, and when he wins the match and doesn't really sell Doink or the presence of Doink, Doink kind of gets a little, you know, upset. You know, just a little sad face, but, like, you know, the way Doink would do it. And, you know, this happens, like, for a few weeks, you know, and while this is happening, Doink is having his enhancement matches and beating the shit out of everyone and, you know, doing his thing, bullying people, pranking people, but doing it in a way to piss people off. And on just on his own time, he just likes attempting to distract the Undertaker. 
And finally, Undertaker has a championship match as a, at a pay-per-view. We'll just call it the Royal Rumble, you know, just because the beginning of the year. And, uh, you know, finally, you know, Doink, you know, just gets frustrated and just pie faces Paul Bear. Already, we're cream pieing Paul Bear. And just, yes. poof, oh, oh, no! And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> It's creamy. <laughs> oh, oh. So that happens, and finally that gets Undertaker's attention. I mean, like, a cream pie to Paul Bear would get yeah. anybody to stop and look. Um, Correct. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a car accident, you know, where you kind of slow down on the freeway. You just, except it's, it's, just, it's just the fat mortician getting cream pie Uh So. <laughs> we're, we're doing this now. So, uh. So Undertaker leaves the ring and chases after Doink and gets counted out. Doink just cost the Undertaker his championship match. And so now Undertaker wants to fight Doink. And Doink the Clown comes out and finally, you know, uh, talks about what his motives are. He's like, I don't want to fight. I just want to make the Undertaker smile. I want to make him laugh. He doesn't laugh. He doesn't smile. And he really needs it. And I'm the guy to make it happen. And it's my goal not to beat him, not to fight him. But to make him smile, to have him in touch with his feelings. So he offers him a nice comedy card to read. Like, you know, read this. I'm pretty sure you'll crack a smile. Undertaker reluctantly opens it and woof! Big fireball to the face. And Doink the Clown starts beating the teetotal shit out of Undertaker. And, oh, nice. and is the first person on the roster. This is 1993. You know, Taker's maybe lost a couple matches, but this is like the first times he's been left laying. And it's by the deranged clown. And in the most, like, horrific way, a freaking fireball. Uh, so he beats the crap out of uh, Taker. Paul Bear's sitting there just screaming, yodeling, oh, no! And, uh, and, and Dwight the Clown, as we go off the air, beats the Undertaker up so much that he draws a smiley face on his face and holds his face to the camera and laughs maniacally as we go off the air. And I think that's just poetic. I think it's fantastic, yes. especially the way you set that up as kind of as going silly, 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 fun, fun, fun. And then, boom, out of nowhere, fireball explodes in Undertaker's face. That's fantastic. Super serial. Went from Bro. Yes. Yes. Uh, so the next week, Paul Bear is out there and he's, you know, distraught and just, you know, oh, no. and just like you, you hurt my Undertaker. He didn't deserve that. And so Paul, so Dwink comes out and says you know i apologize paul i i didn't mean it i just really wanted to i really wanted to put a smile on his face and i think i did that i think i achieved that paul you know i just want to i just want to express my apologies and i'm so sorry and paul just doesn't want to accept his apology he uh doink tries to give him a card too but paul's too smart for that so he just throws the card away he's like well i'll just settle for a handshake then and then paul bear goes to give him the handshake and then you can obviously all hear on the pa because it's wrestling and of course as we would expect paul bear is getting electrocuted by a hand buzzer and what better noise to hear than like think of home alone 2 when Marv is getting electrocuted by the sink. Oh, now that is that is gripping television. So we got Paul Bear getting electrocuted by the hand by Dwight the Clown, and we cut to commercial. 
and it's it's and it's super serial. Yeah, because Paul Bearer is a big man. He could have had a heart attack from that. Now, after this, Dwight the Clown steals the urn. Oh, no. So he has the urn now. And so the next week, he comes out with the urn, and it's got, it's got a clown face painted on it with a little nose just on the, t- on the end of it. And now he is claiming that the urn is the source of his power. And he believes in the power of laughter, and he's going to spread laughter and joy from here on in. And he starts having even more dominating matches, claiming that the urn is what is making him more powerful. Finally, after a few weeks of this, the urn is just sitting there at ringside. And in the middle of the match, we hear, we see the lights go out and a beam of light hit the urn and Dwight the Clown is staring at it, just kind of like, you know, doing his shit, giggling but nervously. And all of a sudden, the clown face starts to melt off the urn. And then we hear the gong and the lights go out again. And the lights come back on and there's the Undertaker, a figure standing in the ring. His hair is down, his hat and coat are on. Dwight the Clown is like laughing in fear, but like maniacal. He's not leaving the ring. He's standing his ground, but he's clearly, he's going full Joker. And the Batman just appeared. And Undertaker slowly takes off his hat and then whips his hair up. And the Undertaker has got a purple clown nose and purple blush on his face. And the audience is stunned. We don't know what to think of this. And Taker slowly raises the microphone and tells Doink, What you did to Paul last week was shocking. (laughs) Did you do this whole thing to set up a dad joke right now? So Doink the Clown stares at him and starts like laughing hysterically. (laughs) Wait. What are you doing? And then Taker continues. Bullying Paul may have been easy as pie, but beating you will be a piece of cake. And then Dwayne just like, <laughs> and starts belly laughing and collapsing and being in pain. What are you doing? It's, it comes clear that Dwayne the Clown's weakness all along was laughter. And the Undertaker is using jokes to weaken Doink. So Undertaker tells him, you and I are going to fight, but you're not facing the Undertaker. You're facing the Pundertaker. And Dwight the Clown is like, no! (laughs) And so for a few weeks leading up to SummerSlam, the Undertaker is terrorizing Dwight the Clown with jokes. To the point where Dwight the Clown cannot handle it anymore and he wants to fight Taker. I need to put an end to this. I am the one who is funny. You're not funny. The Undertaker's not funny. I'm supposed to make you smile. You're not supposed to make me smile. That's not how this works. So I'm going to fight you and I'm going to defeat you. Fine. And much like my jokes, this Sunday, you're going to get it. (laughs) No! Oh, oh, all of this writing took place in your garage for sure. (laughs) It's where creativity lives. So we finally get to the match. We finally get to the match and it's a barn burner. Like, you know, it's back and forth, back and forth. And finally 
Dwight the Clown, because the Undertaker is telling him jokes in the middle of a match, and that's how he's getting weakened. Like, just all of these awesome jokes. And then finally, Dwight the Clown gets to a point where he gets another fireball, just shoots it off in Undertaker's face behind the referee's back, and then handcuffs him and duct tapes his mouth so he can't tell a joke. <laughs> and then beats him down even more and then manages to whoopee cushion him while he's handcuffed and gets the three count. He wow. beats the Undertaker. On the a pay-per-view, the Pundertaker, I'm sorry. Yes, oh. he beats the Pundertaker. And the Undertaker the next day says, okay, fine, you defeated the Pundertaker. The Pundertaker is no more. By the way, I'm totally burying the Undertaker. He's never going to make it no after this shit. angle. But yeah. we're He's making Doink. Over I'm sacrificing Taker for Doink this week. But it's great because we're getting we're getting to a great place. So the Undertaker finally drops the Pundertaker's like, all along, the Undertaker is the one that needs to put you to rest. So he finally challenges Doink. He's like, we need to put you to rest, and we need to bury this clown. So I'm challenging you to a buried alive match. And then Doink is just going to accept it, because now he's to the point where, like, you know my weakness. I can't have you here. There's no way. So, yes, I'm going to bury your ass at the next pay-per-view. Let's just call it. Fuck it, this is WrestleMania. This is WrestleMania, baby. <laughs> Buried alive, Undertaker and Doink the Clown, 1994, WrestleMania 10. Undertaker wasn't on that card, so I think this is vastly better than the mixed quotations mixed tag match. Let's see someone there get buried. So now we have this match. This time, it's the Undertaker versus Doink the Clown. Doink's gonna get the upper hand, and then he gets Taker down so long that he puts him in a body bag. And his goal is to body bag him and give him the whoopee cushion while he's in the body bag. So he does it. He nails the whoopee cushion while Taker's in the body bag. And he starts laughing and he's getting ready to drag his ass to the, to, to the grave. But then all of a sudden, lightning bolt hits the body bag. And then it, it zips open and, it sit, and he sits up and he, and he comes out and he's got the fucking nose and blush back on, baby. And he looks right at Doink and says, Looks like the cat's out of the bag. No! <laughs> and then it's a big fiery comeback. Oh, yes, I'm about to put the fun back in funeral. Wham! No! <laughs> Up until now, Doink, you have earned my respect. No! Oh, just hits him after he hits him with every single, uh, every single, uh, for lack of a better term, punchline. He's hitting them with all these punchlines <laughs> and hitting them with all these jokes, and they finally fight their way up to the grave. And then Doink gets the upper hand, and he looks and he says, "Where's all the dirt? The dirt's gone. Where's there's no dirt anywhere." And then Taker looks at him and goes, "Looks like we're gonna have a clean finish." Oh. No! <laughs> Stop being funny! It's not funny that you're funny. Oh, you've made a grave mistake, Doink. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, what's the matter? You don't like my dark humor? Uh. <laughs> and then Choke slams him into the grave and then raises the arms like he's raising the lights. And all of a sudden, a bunch of fucking fruit, strawberries, blueberries, all these berries land into the grave. And all you see is a fucking nose, a clown nose just sticking out laughing maniacally in defeat and undertaker says 
looks like someone was buried alive. Oh my god. No! <laughs> and then one final berry hits the nose. And then the match is over. Thanks for listening. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Creative Team Pod or just the Creative Team on Facebook. Follow Cole Dawson on Twitter and Instagram at Cole2130. And follow yours truly at Ron underscore Kilborn. We'll see you next week on another episode of The Creative Team. Team.